You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedicke. And if you can hear, I got a little pep in my voice today because we are giving you kind of a part two, but it's not really an intentional part two of our imposter syndrome episode, but we're also going to go into some more. And I'm very, very excited and honored to have our guest today who really was the person that was like, hey, I want to talk about this. But so many of you have reached out to us and, you know, have seen us like out in the community and been like, oh, that imposter syndrome episode, that was so awesome. And so having the opportunity to speak with an expert and expand upon what I would consider being my moment of desperation and transparency, but, you know, giving you all a little bit of guidance. And that is what we're doing today. Our guest is Terry Fadonzak. She is the executive director of the Girl Power for Good Foundation, but she's also so many other things. She is an author and a speaker and a coach. She leads a pride of um, really powerful uh, women and girls here in Niceville. And we're so super honored to have her today. Hey, Terry. Hey, Chantel. So nice to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here with us. You and I have been trying to do this for a hot minute. True. And you have a busy schedule, I have a busy schedule, but it's so important. And every time that we talk and have a dialogue together, I always leave that feeling a little bit better. And I don't think that there are enough people like that in the world for sure. But so thank you for having that impact. I don't, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm sure you are, that you have a very positive ripple effect. That makes everything worthwhile. That is what I work for really is just to know that (laughs) my words aren't just going into space that they're actually having an impact and rippling outward from there. That makes me feel very good. I had one person tell me one time, you make me feel more hopeful. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's better than an A plus and a whole bag of chocolate. Like that is the best. So I'm I'm glad that that wasn't just a singular opportunity that it keeps going. No, for sure. And I, so let's talk about you for a little bit. Let's, will you introduce yourself? How do you introduce yourself? All the things that you do, you do a lot of things and projects and just inspirational, motivational stuff, but please introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, thank you. I am, I I used to be a life coach who writes, and then I was an author who life coaches for a while. And now I just try to do as much for the world as I can. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but it really is important to me for my life to have meaning. So I coach women and girls on a daily basis at our facility, the Girl Power for Good Foundation facility, which houses 850 Elite Volleyball Academy. And I don't play volleyball. So there's that. But I have seen that volleyball has such a positive impact on girls in that they learn, they must learn to work together or it doesn't work. So I, it's like fishing in a baited pond. I go in there and I talk to girls about connection and supporting one another and it lands. They really they get it. And then I give them tools for 
them to use in their life off of the court, in school and with friends, and basically just talking about the golden rule, do unto others as you want done unto you. And that piece that is difficult in today's generation, which is a face-to-face connection because they have a screen in between a lot. So teaching them how to do face-to-face connection is, I believe, really important. And then I work with their moms as well, because moms of teenage girls need help. (laughs) I have four girls and I know that. So that's kind of the majority of my day. And then I'm writing another book. My first book was a parenting book. And this book is one for the kids, for teenage girls called Hear Me Roar, which is to incorporate the lioness pride idea, which is lionesses have learned that they have to work together in order to survive and thrive. They cannot do it alone. So I learned this in South Africa. And that was the birthplace of the idea for this girl power for good center. And I work with corporate entities, female-led business teams to sort of unpack that and what that looks like in the business setting. And it's infinitely important for entrepreneurs to figure out that they cannot do it alone. And it sounds counterintuitive that entrepreneurs can't do it alone, but they can't. And you know this, you're an entrepreneur. You have to have a pride around you. You have to have backup and support. Absolutely. Well, that whole philosophy or just thought process on that really draws, I think a lot of people to you, certainly draws me to you. And in my mind, makes you uniquely qualified to help us through and maybe to understand better this idea that is imposter syndrome. I read a Harvard Business Review article back in February about imposter syndrome. It was very interesting. It really kind of highlighted the struggles of all types of individuals. And I think it's important to note that imposter syndrome is not specific to women. And no, it is not. It, it really is disproportionately affects high achieving people. And that, of course, is subjective and looks different. You know, um, achievement looks different across the board, but it really is when you doubt yourself, you doubt your abilities. And sometimes that doubt increases the more that you achieve and people just find it very difficult to accept their accomplishments or they may not have a support system. It's so interesting as you achieve things in life, sometimes the people who are closest to you are the least supportive mm-hmm. and that kind of gap can sometimes create this, but I am really interested in hearing and, sh- and, and providing this platform so that you can share with us just an expert view into imposter syndrome? Well, it has been something that I've struggled with all of my life, but more, more since I have been out of a regular workforce. So when you're in school, you get a grade that tells you you're doing a good job. Hey, that's direct. I do, I do the work. You give me a grade. It's kind of a Starbucks transactional thing. When you get into the workplace, it that doesn't work the same way. It's much more elusive whether you figure out if you're doing a good job or not. And I think as entrepreneurs and creative people, we have this fire within us to create something in the world that hasn't been there before. However, that being said, that starts a ripple of who do I think I am to create something that hasn't been there before. And no one's given me permission to do this. I'm doing this all on my own. And it starts to feel sort of like you're screaming into a void because you're not getting that feedback. You're not getting that support. And in fact, in life coaching, when 
we tell our clients when you're evolving into something new, it's very likely that there will be a good portion of your support system that will want you. It's a, it's, we call it a change back attack. We know you as this person and this role, and now you're growing to do something else. We want you to change back. We don't know how to deal with this new person. And so that I believe is where the lack of support comes in. And if we can negotiate that journey with compassion and maybe finding some new people to surround ourselves with that are very supportive of our new role, it doesn't mean we have to get rid of our old people or our old support system. It just means that we have to be very compassionate that they're going through their own stuff as we grow. And maybe they're not the ideal people to rely on for support in this new role. And I think that's at the base of the imposter syndrome, because if you've got support in doing something new, you don't feel like an imposter. You feel like a creator. You feel like a magician. You're creating something new in your life. But if you don't have that support, that's where that self-doubt comes in. So what I always tell my clients who are entrepreneurs is, Find yourself a new posse, a new pride to support you exactly where you're at, and then send your old pride compassion until they catch up and they will catch up or they won't. And that's okay too. You know, we're, we're not meant to keep the same friends we have in childhood all the way through our lives. Although sometimes that happens and it's wonderful. It does not, it doesn't happen all the time. Well, I love what you said in I was doing a Google search. I've spent a lot of time just thinking about imposter syndrome and how it holds me back personally as a business owner and a responsible leader of my team. I don't want to be held back. You know, I want mm-hmm. to courage and I want to set the tone for confidence in my space. And I think that's really important, but you know, sometimes when good things happen, you feel this like, okay, you're even kind of maybe diminishing its value a little bit and saying things like, oh, it happened because of X, Y, external thing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's this feeling comfortable with standing in power and understanding that we bring a lot to the table and that we're pushing these accomplishments along there. I did a Google search and there are over 5 million results for imposter syndrome. (laughs) That does not surprise me. That to me feels like a societal issue. Yes. It's giant, you know, it, so where, when did that, I mean, has it always been this way? Has, you know, everyone throughout the ages and now we're just naming it or do we feel like it's worse now? And if it's worse now, why? I I believe, and I have no research to back this up. Okay. I'm just going to say that right up front, Mm -hmm. but I believe in all of the reading that I do about the way the brain works, the way societies work. There's a great book out there right now called Sapiens, which is the development of the Homo sapiens species from day one on. It's so fascinating. And one thing that I was reading this morning kind of applies here, which is the way society traditionally was built has broken down. Like we're not all in brick and mortar establishments anymore. You're not seeing the same people face to face. You're doing a lot of dealings over the internet where you don't meet that person. You don't know their people. They don't know your people. The support system is vastly different. Mm 
And I don't think that we're talking about that. So I believe this imposter syndrome comes from the change in fundamentally how we connect as a species, how we do business. And we're, we feel like we're out there on our own because our support system is quite different than it used to be. And that, that lack of support is what I try to fill the gaps in, in my foundation, which is to tell girls, first of all, you have all your own answers. You know what's right in your heart. If you have a burning desire to open up a business to do this thing, do that. Just know that it's not going to be easy. And you're not doing it wrong if it's really difficult. It is really difficult. It's not you. (laughs) Opening a business is really hard. So when you push up against that obstacle, because unless you create a team around you as you open the business, and that's not typically how it works. Usually it's the, you know, it's the pride generator, pride generator, the first generation of a business that marches <laughs> out and starts it. My gosh, I don't know why my, my brain isn't working right now, but it was a hard work. March <laughs> forward. thank you. I appreciate that. Um, they march forward and then they find the support to surround them. It yeah. doesn't start the other way. And so I think that lack of support is the biggest reason that imposter syndrome is so huge because we're doing business a different way every day. There's, there's so many different new businesses opening up and they're opening up online. They don't have to have the amount of capital that they used to have because you don't need a brick and mortar business to do it. So more people are jumping on the bandwagon and trying it. That That's my very long-winded answer to your very interesting question. Well, it was a great answer. And a lot of the women, a lot of the people that provided feedback or asked me questions about the first part or the first time that we spoke about um, imposter syndrome on this pod, it was like, oh, that just was their responses. That's just me. Like, I feel, I felt that same. Yeah. Way. I feel, you know, it reminds me of the very first award we ever won at Francis Roy. And I was so super proud of my team. I was proud of it. And when we got the award, they had misprinted the recognition line and it just had my name there. It made me feel so disgusting. Yeah. It just, I wanted to cry and I never had felt that emotion before. Like Mm -hmm. you've been happy, you know, it was an easy fix. It's not that big of a deal. Honestly, I did a lot of the work. (laughs) Like it was right. right. Yeah. Why did I feel that way? And what can I do? And all of us do when we're face to face with that moment. Yeah. And, and it's the moment that it necessitates you either step into your own power or you believe the imposter syndrome and you sit back down again and shut up and be quiet, you know, shut up and be polite, whatever, whatever that message is, you know, we, I always said in my parenting book, we spend the first whatever year going, come on, honey, walk, talk. And then the next, however many years, please sit down and be quiet. (laughs) Like that is, that's a typical parenting thing. But when you get into business and you want to make a difference in the world and you want to put your passion into something that helps inspire other people, it's not the time to sit down and be quiet. It's not the time to be polite. It's the time to step into your power. And when I do that, 
I always picture this lioness that I saw out in the bush. And this is why I talk to girls about it because they can visualize that strength in a lioness. They can see that strength. They can see her knowing that it's all on her. Like she's got to provide for her young, but it's hard for them to see it in themselves. So what I tell them is embody your inner lioness, step into it and just go to work. Like you don't have to be inspiring and motivating and the best thing since sliced bread, just keep working. And as you work, you build your confidence so that at the end of the day, the imposter syndrome does not stop you. It just knocks on your consciousness and reminds you, okay, we got to go to work again every single day. Get up go to work, get up, go to work. And that's how you build that confidence. It doesn't come from somebody telling you you're doing a good job. It comes from you knowing you're doing a good job because you're showing up every day. That's such good advice, Terry. I'm as a Leo, I really just want to make like a hundred shirts that say embody the lioness and then them every day. Like, yes. Yeah. Like that to me, it just resonates. It's so strong. And the visual that you provide and you can feel that, like, you know, the, the feeling, you know, and I'm sure experiencing it in the wild is totally different, but maybe even just thinking about this lioness who has all of this responsibility, the Mm -hmm. amount of strength, the level of protection, the amount of determination and just persistence, what that means when we truly embody that is very, very, very empowering. It's visceral. And, and also in the wild, I don't know if you know this, I didn't know this, like the lions do nothing. Like they, (laughs) I suspected, but I didn't want to (laughs) say they, they defend their territory and they make little cubs like that. That's all they do. The lioness does everything else. Who does that sound like? (laughs) I mean, I'm not. (laughs) I know that's not the perfect example, but I hear what you're saying. There's just so much riding on the survival, survival in the wild. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she does it. I I get this, this picture of a lioness never looking in the mirror going, Oh, it's my fur too bushy. Like it are my thighs too big. Like, no, she doesn't do that. She just goes to work every single day. So that's what I keep in my heart and in my head when I have to do hard things, because that's a lot of being an entrepreneur. You do hard things Mm -hmm. every single day. And just knowing that I have all my own answers and that I I tell my girls to chant it. I have all my own answers. That doesn't mean that you don't ask for help because you do, but you know, what's right for you. No one else knows what's right for you, but you. So that's why I think we can overcome this imposter syndrome. If we band together and stand up together and make it our our daily goal to empower ourselves and to empower another woman. Every woman that I meet, I smile into their eyes. I ask them how they're doing. I project that warm embrace that I feel that power that I feel from a lioness. I try to do that with every single woman I meet and it makes a difference. Well, it certainly made a difference for me. And I know that it, you've made tons of impact in our community with, you know, not just 
young girls who obviously need guidance and we should all be really coming together to help that progression along, but also their mothers and the female figures in their lives. So that's pretty awesome. I, we have time. So I want to talk about self-care because yes, you said something to me the other day, maybe it was yesterday that was self-care creates more time. And honestly, I don't know if I believe it yet, but Mm -hmm. I, it really kind of sparked like a, like a little lightning bolt in my brain because I feel like self-care is is something that I have to schedule. My husband and I had this conversation last night. He's like, you're the only person that I know that is rest is a job. is like a second job. Mm -hmm. And no one has ever said that to me. It really blew my mind because lately Mm -hmm. I'm incredibly run down and tired and which is normal. And I, I read a lot about, you know, entrepreneurs, we just kind of go through this sometimes until I'm trying to work it out. And he's like, you make rest like work. Why do you do that? You know, like, and I don't know. And so when you said self-care creates more time, I'm like, what is the universe trying to tell me right now? Gee, I don't know, Chantel. Maybe I- it's that you might want to just, and it, it, so here's the thing. Time is a fixed asset. We have 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. It's the same for every person. It's the choices we make within that fixed structure that affect our energy. So the reason I say self-care creates time is because first of all, people will actually listen to me when I say that. (laughs) Really? really got my attention. (laughs) Okay. So here's why. Self-care creates a calm, lucid brain. When you have a calm, lucid brain, you are not in a frenzied rush doing things two and three times because you haven't done it right the first time or skipping things you know are important because you've forgotten about them because your brain is frenzied. So if you will commit to some form of self-care Every single day, and I don't mean it need, you need to take a, a bubble bath for an hour. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about some form of something that makes you feel calm, lighthearted, just more like a kid. Mm-hmm. So if that's play, that's wonderful. I My self-care routine, and this is the, the minimum daily requirements. So my MDRs are... I get at least seven hours of sleep a night. And that means I turn off all backlit screens at 9 p.m., sometimes 8.30, but all backlit screens are off. Then my brain starts to settle. I go to bed at the same time. I read myself to sleep every single night. So I create this nighttime routine that sets up for the next day. The next day, every single day, I meditate for at least five minutes. I use Headspace love headspace, love Andy Pudicum. If he ever listens to this podcast, I really would like you to invite you over for dinner. I just think he's amazing. He and to podcast, I, it's going to be a different experience for us. I understand. <laughs> I know. I know. I just thought I'd put it out there. You That's never awesome. know until like you that. put it out there. Okay. <laughs> so I meditate every day and I journal every day. Okay. And just, and it can be 10 minutes of meditation. Sometimes it's three minutes of meditation because it's that kind of day. And sometimes it's three minutes of journaling, but every single day I quiet my mind and I dump my thoughts on paper that creates this blank slate that I can 
put something on and make it meaningful. The other things that I try to do on a daily basis, but I don't always make it is break a sweat, something, yeah, a walk, boogie through the living room. And then on top of that is trying to feed this beautiful God-given body, something nourishing. That's it. Like that's my self-care routine. Sometimes I get a bubble bath. I always play with my dog and just like rub his furry tummy. That's self-care. Mm-hmm. Anything, literally anything that makes you feel happy to be alive and grateful to be a human being, that is self-care. And if you don't put time into that, you will be spinning your wheels and your energy will run down. And that's that's how I got on this journey. I got breast cancer because I was so stressed out. I never took care of myself and I got breast cancer and I was like, whoa, I can't believe I'm sick. I, I eat good food. I try to exercise, but I was exercising for, to try to lose weight. I wasn't exercising for my soul to move my body because it's a gift. There's a difference there. So that creates a much clear platform from which to bring your special sauce into the world. And I can tell you, I get more done now in half the time that it used to take me to fulfill my daily obligations for a day when I was in the corporate world, Mm -hmm. because my brain is clear. Wow. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, sister. Well, I definitely feel like I owe you some money now um, for this session. <laughs> That's a lot of what you said, I think is just so it's simple, but it's life-changing. It's like, we know it, but we're not doing it. It's, okay. I mean, yesterday, yesterday, I, the weather has been really pretty here. You know, we, oh, very nice. yes. yesterday was absolutely gorgeous. And I was feeling a little bit, you know, just like tired or whatever. And I thought, I'm going to go over, grab a sandwich, and I'm going to go to Turkey Creek and eat it there, which mm-hmm. I never do. I never do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't clock in and clock out. No one tells me I can't right. do it. I never do it, and I can do it. So I went over there. I was just like, it's super pretty. I feel like the sun might be nice. I ended up going for a walk. The last time I went to Turkey Creek for a walk, Terry, I did you know how long it's been? I didn't know that there was the extension, okay? There you go. Yes. So this, all of these things kind of happened. They weren't really planned. I had a little bit of time. And I was walking back to my car, and I thought, why don't I do this more? What? Mm-hmm. It's not far. It's right across from my office. You know, it would be very easy for me to do. And it's like, I think it is because sometimes I get into this routine of like work, 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 work. I can, I forget what I am able to do. Correct. Correct. Because you're letting your business, your life, your passion run you instead of the other way around. And it's super common. Like that happens all the time. But what I tell myself and I tell my clients, I am the only one that can put me first. No one else, no one else is going to do that. And if I, if I can manage to do that and nobody's perfect at it, nobody does it all the time, but if you can make something is better than nothing, be your guide, Mm -hmm. something is better than nothing. If you can put that self-care into your day on a, on a day, not even a daily basis, but just sort of put it into your sphere of influence in the way you plan 
your energy, know that self-care creates energy as well as time. So it might behoove you to put it in first because then you'll have more time and energy to deal with the rest of the stuff that can actually wait. And it's hard to convince young, healthy people that self-care is important, but buddy, once you have a life-changing illness, you see things differently. So all I'm trying to do is put the information out there so that people can create an environment where their body and their soul and their mind are all working in the same direction and they don't have to get cancer to make that happen. Yeah. It's because it's not fun. Cancer's not a not a happy time. So that, you know, that that's kind of why I talk about it so much because I figure if I can convince these amazing women to take care of themselves a little bit. They don't have to take it away from anybody else. They're giving it to themselves. Then they're better mothers. They're better lovers. They're better friends. And that's just good for our world in general. Well, that was very beautifully said, Terry. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Chantel. You're welcome. I definitely want our listeners to be able to follow you, find you. You do often, you do Facebook live videos that are just awesome. How can people find you? So the foundation website is girlpowerforgood.org and that has all of our programming on it and everything that we do. It also has links to the volleyball Academy. And then on Facebook, we are on girl power for good foundation is the way is the Facebook page and eight five Oh elite volleyball is the volleyball Facebook page. And they, they cooperate as far as we post all of our videos on both of those. And then I have a YouTube channel that is Girl Power for Good as well. So there, there are many portals to get a little palm of tea in your life. Yes, and we'll make sure that all of that is linked to when we share this very enlightening and honestly kind of a, a bit of a come to Jesus for me episode. So <laughs> excellent. So glad we did this. And I think we're going to get a lot of questions. So if you have questions for Terry, you can email them to us. Hello at francisroy.com. I'm sure you can DM her on Instagram or Facebook or, or connect with her on the girlpowerforgood.org website as well. But yeah, I prepare for the questions. I think they're coming. I have some. I'm excited. I love a good question. Yes, I'm here. Well, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and um, your insight. I really appreciate it. Chantel, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. All right. Till next time, guys. Next Monday, we'll have a new guest and something we hope is equally as phenomenal, but this was pretty phenomenal. So we'll talk to you then. Yeah.